0: Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
1: Here we go, 4 o'clock hour. Welcome in Reno, Vegas is here, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Willie Ramirez. Willie Ramirez is here. How you feeling after hour one and the love fest at the end of the hour with one Darren Millard?
0: Well, you know... um, a little tired, a little but but I you know went into the locker room intermission, got my second wind. Okay, good. I got my equipment manager Damon, over there in case anything breaks. He's got my back, and uh, hand you a new go. mic if it just arbitrarily falls onto the table. Yeah, I'm which good. has happened
1: actually during the show now with our our new mics. This is true. They're wonderful, but yeah, got to watch it if people just, start playing with them.
0: I just got to watch for cheap shots from you, and I'm good.
1: Verbal cheap shots. Verbal shots. I never get physical. Not yet. We've had. I've. I've. You know. I brought it up in the past. We've had physicality in the studio. Really? Yeah. Well, the the area behind Damon is sort of the memorial area where uh, someone got checked into the wall. Nice. And then I got pushed into the other wall. It was actually a. It was a one on two attack. Was it for fun or serious? Oh no. <laughs> you know what it goes back to? No. <laughs> and I like telling these stories because actually this sports staff is. About as tame as it gets. I'm not saying we all get along, but there's not a lot of like fights. Mm. Um, and I've heard of and been on staffs so where there have been fights. And we had we did have someone speared, uh, Bill Goldberg style in the back. Uh, DeMond one guy's on a radio, that. one guy's actually still in the market as a play by play guy. Yeah, surprisingly, it was not Damon. Damon is Damon can do the spear, he's a professional wrestler. Yeah, he is a professional wrestler. Yeah, I've t- talked about him before. He's the modern day Ivan Putski, just mm-hmm. uh, not Polish. Fair. Um, no, that, that whole that whole checking thing, it really was. A, it was a check to one side and another. It was very Kachuk-like. It huh. uh, got real dirty. That happened because of Colin Kaepernick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not. It was Colin Kaepernick's fault. Another thing that was Colin Kaepernick's fault.
0: We're going to need to discuss this off the air.
1: No, no. We were Real quick. We were at a UNLV game. Um, UNLV was having a tough time. Uh, they were in a, in a game early against Reno, the Wolfpack, and – then he went off. Kaepernick just freaking went off. And there was a UNLV person there as we were kind of like, oh, this is, you know, kind of riding him a little bit. And then the next day he came in, and, or uh, Monday he came in and he was just livid. So went after went after a couple of people. So big hit. Interesting. Big hit.
0: Very interesting. Yep.
1: Now we've got more space here. We can have full wrestling matches until we put in that psych couch so we can lay on it during the show and get an examination. I Plenty liked- of room in here to brawl.
0: Let's go. Damon and I would probably make a good tag team uh, like the Dudley Boys. Okay. Remember Bubba and, wasn't it? Oh, Devon. B- yeah. Bubba and Devon, the yeah. Dudley Boys, and they used to put people through yeah. tables. Bubba's still
1: around. Bubba does uh, XM on the Wrestling Channel. He's uh, the character that he played. That's him. They were fun. He's a real they jerk. They were fun. Um, all right, Big Four time.
0: Battleborn
1: Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at Four.
2: Number four. Again, I want to remind
1: people, uh, first road game on radio of the season. I'll say, I guess I'll go above and beyond in the history of the Aces is on right now. Um, the Aces have funded doing road games in addition to home games on radio. Which, by the way, is also if you, with the backdrop of the LA Kings just got rid of their play-by-play guy. We get into this yesterday, Alex Faust. Um, and I didn't realize Arash... Arkazi had mentioned that the Kings actually haven't been on radio in a couple of years. And I don't think the A's are on radio. And we've got the Las Vegas Aces WNBA games on radio on the road. So anyway, long story short, it's over on Raider Nation Radio 920. You can go to LVSportsNetwork.com if you're out of the market. If you love the Aces, you can hear the game in Connecticut. It's on right now.
0: WNBA Finals rematch.
1: So I just mentioned... Radio, in some ways, in some markets, is sort kind of fizzling out. It's not as important as it used to be. You got major league baseball teams, NHL teams, without radio deals. Um, hell, there's a lot of people who are like AM radio, because a lot of car companies now are like, get it out. We're not. We don't want to put AM radios in cars. You sent something over today. Today, uh, today is National Drive-In Movie Day. Yeah. Does it even deserve a day anymore?
0: Absolutely. Okay. They're still drive-in movie theaters. Okay.
1: There used to be one out in North Las Vegas. When's the last time? The one in North Las Vegas was what? Off a of Rancho
0: by Fiesta yeah. in Texas? It, it was up there before the Fiesta in Texas were okay. up. There. All right. Yeah. It was classic. And there used to be one way, I don't know if it's still out there, if the structure's out there, the land or whatever, but it used to be um, by um, Sahara and Lamb area. On the east side of town That was the original one In Las Vegas Okay Used to go that one As a little kid Now I'm wondering If young DeMon Even knows What a drive-in theater is
1: Devon, You're not out of your 30s yet Right Nope Not even close Drive-in movie Any clue Yeah I know what it is I mean
2: They've had them in Vegas At least a couple years ago Maybe like 10 years ago
0: Never gone? Is this, is no, this no, no, so, never, so never, never. Is this, never it, no? Never been to driving. No. So you knew there was one in North Las Vegas, but or Las Vegas, but but is it one of those things where like, yeah, I know what it is. I've seen them on TV.
2: Yeah, I've seen them on TV, <laughs> and I've had friends that've gone to okay. it, and I'm like, it doesn't sound fun to me. I like the theater. I want the IMAX.
0: Well, yeah. The the thing is, is back in the day, the thing was is you had the parents that would take you in the big station wagon, and the the Brady Bunch type station wagon, and then you'd have the quilts and the blankets in the back with all the kids hiding underneath. So instead of paying for 12 people, you pay for a few, right? A family of four, but they'd have the the back and then you get out. And then, of course, you'd figure out which, you know, which girl you were going to talk to. And then they'd set up a shop and you go, you know, some would bring back a picnic basket, whatever. It it, it became it was an event to go to the drive in movie theater. Not so much anymore. Demond wants quality. I understand. I I do, too. I'm not going to the drive. in I mean, they were cool and everything, but I'm going to the luxury. See, here's the problem with me, though. I go to these new theaters, these new renovated theaters with the big seats where you lay back, the recliners, the big fat leather seats, and yeah, everything. You're forgetting to mention mention something. What's that? And the liquor. Well, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't That's I don't, the problem. I, don't, I, you I don't, don't get
1: max value out of a luxury theater because you don't drink.
0: No, but I also fall asleep.
1: Yeah, I've had that happen before.
0: So so I have to go. I try to just get to, like, the middle of the road where it's not the old school seats and it's not the new school. They're kind of comfortable, luxury a little bit, and drink get a big, large uh, diet drink, uh, diet Coke or diet Pepsi, whatever they have, and make sure I'm caffeinated so I can stay awake because I will nod off in the theater. What was the— I'm about uh, to nod off on this show.
1: What was the Bennett—oh, <laughs> concussion. The Bennett Amalu movie, Concussion? That was one of the last times I went because I don't go to the movie theaters very often. That was one of the last times I went to a luxury theater, mm-hmm. and I just basically rotated during the movie between weeping and sleeping. I would just nod off, I'd wake up. There'd be a, like emotional moment, you know, another step of victory in the fight against concussions in the NFL, and I'd start leaking and then I'd fall asleep again. Are you it was a, a very weird experience? Are you a, and I was drinking?
0: Don't care. Go. You'll go to a movie theater by yourself, guy.
1: I don't know that I've ever done that. I don't, I've never I really... I just did it. I've never really liked movies.
0: I went to Air by is myself. Sh- is that shocking? No. I've been, I just... Okay. I've, I, never,
1: I've never really liked going to the movie theater, and now that there's plenty of reasons to not go, I don't go. All
0: right. We're my old school Vegas peeps. I always put that out there. Back in the day, by the Boulevard Mall, there was the Parkway Theaters, and there were three theaters, and then there was the Boulevard with uh, the man, I think it was M-A-N-N, but the Parkway, you get dropped off there, 50 cents... You go, but then you just movie, you theater hop, and you watch all the movies. That was where I watched the Bad News Bears for the first time with Walter Matthau.
1: There's too much going on here. You're mentioning Bad News Bears, air. We usually have a tease board. I'm going to have to put air in. This could be our our, uh, debut talk about air. Has everyone had enough time to watch it? We'll have to do that later in the show.
0: What was the last time you went to a theater that was packed?
2: Packed, packed.
1: I don't know.
0: Bad person asked.
2: Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I don't. Know. I'm. I'm going to the movies. Though. It's. It's a Marvel movie. So I mean, uh, the last time the I
0: walked into a movie theater and it was packed, packed where you had to hope that you were going to. It was Jordan and I went to Straight of Compton.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Okay, that's a little old. I've been. You know, now that I think about it, I think the last time I went to a packed theater uh, was a Star Wars movie. We usually because they usually come out around Christmas. We usually go on Christmas uh, in Southern California, and it was a packed theater.
0: I'm venturing to say that at that movie. That night, when the scene with no Vaseline came up, I was the oldest guy that recited. That was singing. everyone was reciting, it, but I was the oldest one that knew it from start to finish. What are you talking about? The song, there's a song that Ice Cube wrote, "No Vaseline," okay. and it was, redemp- it was a revenge song against Dre and N.W.A. And I knew it from start to finish, of course.
1: Would you bellow that out now in 2023? Every every lyric.
0: I would need the music on. I the can't monster. do it a cappella. No, don't do it. And, and I wouldn't do it on the air because then I would never be invited back.
1: Number three. Willie, really filling some time there with the uh, drive-in movie thing. Uh, maybe it's all a, a push to avoid this one. Your topics were very late today, my friend. We have a deadline. Uh, actually, you beat the deadline still, but usually you send them at like five in the morning.
0: Yeah. Uh, what were you so busy with today? I found out because I was on Instagram and I seen on a story that my favorite current comedian is coming to Las Vegas. Okay, who's that? Matt Reif. R I F E. This kid is hilarious. TikTok, I mean, his TikToks are going he 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 self funded his own uh special and did a YouTube special. So he couldn't even he wasn't even on like Netflix or anything like that. He, he, he's he got a new blend with all of his stuff, like today's topics, but he's got an old-school style like Rickles. Nobody's safe. Everybody's getting picked on. So every, is he good? Is every he, is, race, is every genre. Oh, my gosh. He's hilarious. He just did a show up in Iowa, and th- he was so popular, this woman in her 40s brought him a gift, and she told him right off the bat. He was like, you look a little frustrated, a little bit, you know, so thought maybe this gift would – he was right in the front row with the bag. He was like, "You thought that I looked a little, so you wanted to give me a gift." He was like, "Well, maybe I'm for the show." And the whole crowd oh, erupts. He, he, he pulls the he pulls the oh. gift up and he opens it, and he loves cookies. Anyway, it goes in. This thing went viral, over a million hits, um, and and she her TikTok went crazy. He is hilarious, and I've been saying because I've checked his website. When's he coming to Vegas? When's he coming? I've even tweeted, dude, add Vegas to your tour. Found out today, he's coming in September. Kind of, kind of aggressive. I go to the I go to the queue from from the hotel. He's going to appear at, and I I click it, two thousand plus. I'm behind, two thousand plus people. How big is the room? It's the Chelsea at the Cosmo. That's not that big. Okay, so I'm behind all these people, and I end up getting – There's two shows, so I got in two separate browser windows, two separate shows, two queues, and I'm go I'm watching back and forth. By the time now, here's the thing. The person I was following on IG, she got tickets for $150 each What? with fees out the door. For a comedian? By the time I got into the queue, $360 each. I have seen, just for kicks, neighboring states. I went to go see, and we're talking smaller venues, small comedy clubs, front row because that's the seat you want like it's it's like back in the day with Rickles do you know who Don Rickles is Demond of course okay so you wanted to sit in the front row and get picked on 600 dollars this kid's getting for front row seats at some of these venues but anyway yeah so I was caught up in the queue sorry mm. it's
1: okay we know you have a life. You like to go to shows.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, some way or another, they start advertising at some point, and I can get cut in on some tickets here. At the Why don't you just studio. call in some favors? I have no favors. Nobody. You have me. lots of
1: favors. This is. Vegas. You know, it's funny. We had Dave Hall on. I think it's a thing. It's like Adam Hill rubbing off on everyone else. There are people around Vegas who will call in favors. You know, and people who live in Reno. Hey, you got connections? You call in on your connections. You have a lot of connections. I do. We had Dave Hall from Fox Five on, and he. Was, you know, I was asking him if he goes to the VGK games. And he's like, "Well, you know, one, I get up at two in the morning, but two, you know, they're they're pretty pricey, and I'm, you know, I have kids; I got to go to college. And I'm like, call them some favors." He's like, "Nah, I don't do that.
0: So this, you don't do it either. This not 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 as much anymore. There's there's a couple of people around town, a couple of sportsbooks guys we know. Like, if I want to comp or I want to go eat or grab something, but for the most part, shows and whatnot, eh? I just don't pull that. You anymore. don't do it, huh? Nah, I used to back in the day. It's harder now, by the way. It is harder.
1: Man, I should have done it. I tell you what, I should have done it over the weekend." I uh, should have called in some favors with uh, some people who are tight with Boyd Gaming because uh, boy, those air supply tickets—they, what
0: are you rolling your eyes for? You know the last right, we'll person get, we'll to who back to you it. know the last person who seven six six fourteen
1: hundred is the number. Oh, Battleborne Injury Alert presents the hour in Reno and Vegas.
2: Keep it locked right here. Cofield and Company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Corner heads are on the way back, and I think Wilbon whispering in the background there. A good poll by Damon. I'll say shocking, because I think a lot of people are shocked right now, especially based on what the PGA and its commissioner said about Liv over the last whatever it's been, year. -hmm. Uh, Today, there was, you guys can call it a merger. Liv bought the PGA today, which means the Saudis bought the PGA today. Yeah. Which is sort of earth shattering. They're calling it a merger. Liv Golf, which, by the way, has made no wave at all. No one watches it. Their major golfer, a bunch of, you know, well, this is interesting too. Some major PGA golfers went over. I was told repeatedly from anti-Live people that the rest of the golfers who went over were washed up and irrelevant. Then I hear today from Monahan the Commission, and others talking about the PGA merging with Live that, you know, now there's a powerhouse. Wait, i had heard for months that the guys who left were kind of irrelevant. So now bringing them back? This is a really big deal? This to me is all a gigantic cover. For the Saudis having the PGA over a barrel with lawsuits, and li- listen, we've seen it in history. If someone has enough money, like money v money, if someone has a ton of money, they can just drive the other person into freaking bankruptcy. They're like, we'll go, we'll sue, we'll go to court forever. We don't care. We're just gonna outmuscle you. And I think that's what this came down to. But obviously, the story is now the Saudis now own the PGA. Monahan answers to the Saudis. The it's been well documented. The Saudis funded and backed 9-11. So you've got the families of 9-11 and a lot of Americans who were certainly still outraged by what happened on 9-11 and the money behind it. And now the PGA has just crawled into bed with them. Wow. Wow. And they did this with Monaghan, two other higher-ups in the PGA in negotiations for seven months. They kept this quiet. Well, I got to tell you how are brokers and rich people who can negotiate like this? And we know it happens all over college sports. I mean, a much lighter story, but USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Like, no one had heard anything about that. Right. And in this case, apparently Monaghan and these two higher-ups just kept it quiet. Saudis didn't leak it. And now the players are going to have to hear this, and Monaghan's going to have to face him. Someone is. And you've got a bunch of guys who stay loyal to the PGA, turn down 50, 75, 100, millions and millions of dollars. What do you think Roy McIlroy feels right now? I'm sure he's like, hey, I did the right thing. But it's like, wait, well, I I, I guess I should have just cashed in. What? I I stood up for the PGA. And they do this? Yeah. They partner with them? Which, by the way, again, the Saudis just bought the PGA.
0: Right. It's not wow. A, it's not a merger per se, as much as it is. Saudi wielded its power when this first started, when they first created the lift, and, and, and grabbed the players that decided to come over. We talked about some of the paydays. We saw some of the people that turned it down. Tiger, Tiger and McIlroy, McIlroy, the t- big names.
1: Tiger, Tiger supposedly was offered near a billion dollars right. in value. Right, McIlroy, hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, and they both stood up. And then Jay Monahan goes behind their back
0: for 7 months and negotiates this and never loops in the players. Those are the people the, the the players that stood their ground and said no and turned down big contracts and now all of a sudden they're a part of it. Uh you feel for them and then the families as you mentioned some of the families that that may have been directly or indirectly affected by 911 or that were emotionally scarred and and felt for you sort of feel for them that now all of a sudden you know this is taking place um I just, I'm not shocked that it happened. I mean, it's shocking because you heard nothing about it. You don't expect it. That's what's shocking. But I'm not surprised. I'm just not surprised.
1: Nine Eleven Families United released a statement, quote, and this again is about the Saudis buying the PGA Tour, partnering with them, uh, said they were, quote, shocked and deeply offended by the news of the merger. Again, <laughs> This is all going to be under one umbrella funded by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. We covered the story a lot. Uh, their money has been slowly spread around American sports to kind of sports wash the image and try to get people to forget about all of their human rights violations. And obviously the most serious thing they were involved in for us was taking down the towers. And, and in the end, it was a simulated attack in different parts of the country. Next up. Not simulated. A coordinated attack. The Oakland A's. Uh, We'll get to that. Uh, 9-11 family. United. (laughs) PGA Tour leaders should be ashamed of their hypocrisy and greed. Our entire 9-11 community has been betrayed by Commissioner Monaghan and the PGA. As it appears, uh, their concern for our loved ones was merely window dressing in their quest for money. It was never to honor the great game of golf. And by the way, that's another thing you're leaning on. Now you're starting to hear over and over again, hey, this is the best thing for golf. Is it? It's it really? It's the best thing for golf. Is that right? You needed this. the The league was irrelevant. Right. No one was Nobody watching. Nobody was watching it. I mean, Kepka comes back in. Remember all the threats, but of course lawsuits prevented them from blocking everyone right. from majors. No one cared. They were a freaking blip. They were a joke. This is. I, I'm telling you, it's all a cover for we were going to get destroyed in court. They were going to blow us away with money.
0: And maybe that was a grand plan by the, the Saudis all the time. They could have foreseen how e- the reactionary from the PGA and the players. And yeah, they, and they said, you know, eventually this is what – because look how quick this took place from when Liv started – This wasn't like a long, drawn-out process, like after four, five, six years. This wasn't like NBA, ABA. This wasn't like, oh, hello, WWE, WCW type stuff. This was – It's not – this isn't isn't isn't
1: NFL and AFL where the AFL was viable for 10 years and making inroads. Right. I mean, this – not to mock on them, but this would be the XFL. I mean, I guess the example would be the XFL being owned by the Saudis. They just start – Stealing a bunch of players, right? They, hey, hey, Rock. Sorry, we're gonna buy it from you. Here you go. Here's a hundred billion dollars, right? Uh, we're gonna buy it from you. You know, make them. You know, make the XFL a real threat, and then the NFL is like, we feel there's real value in the XFL, so we're gonna merge. Yeah. So, you you hinted at it there. Um, we know that oftentimes the super rich, the super powerful, and that includes some of these commissioners, have no spine, and in this case, the, the legal problems. Broke them. I'm just going to go along the moral lines. The the four major sports, we'll call it NHL, NBA, MLB, and the NFL. Which commissioner, along with their owners, would you worry about morally the most? If the Saudis are like, wow, this worked. You know what? We're going to buy... We're going to buy a team in one of these sports. And, you know, because I've, I've heard, you know, I've, you've, everyone out there heard me kind of joke about this, especially with baseball. So which leadership group with the owners and the commission you trust the least that would break and just be like, hey, it's a lot of money, man? Ottawa Senators are up for sale right now. I think the A's could be bought for any price. The commanders are up for sale right now. And in the NBA, could they find a team? Yeah. So which sport? Which commissioner do you look at and you go, that guy, he's next. NFL. He's going to allow this. The NFL. Are you basing it on Raj or the rest of the owners?
0: I'm basing it on the fact that the NFL is so it has such a stronghold that I think that the the commissioner and the owners would get together collectively and say, "Would we lose our fan base? Would there be a boycott?" And I think the NFL would be like, "We are we have such a stronghold with our fans worldwide because of the outreach that they've made that they wouldn't. I don't think that they would be concerned with it because they have such a strong fan. Like I think as weak as not. I don't want to use the word weak." Um, but like the NHL, they're making a big deal of viewership. They're it's growing, right? It's strong. I don't. I don't think that they. They. I don't think they want to risk it. Like I think the NHL feel or the NFL just feels that they have enough of a strong fan base from the sports betting perspective, from from their viewership. From they could withstand it. They could withstand it. Okay,
1: morally bankrupt. Come on, who would you worry about the most? you know, bowing down to the saudis and allowing them to buy a team to continue this sports washing.
2: Uh baseball cuz I don't think we we know where that's going to be in 10 years or so. Yep. We're look we're talking about TV deals, local TV deals. I think that they're going to move to a pay-per-view model with each individual team that's a great in the point. next 10 years.
1: The regional sports networks are yeah. all in trouble.
2: It's all in flux. I mean if I'm basing it on the commissioner, yeah. Uh
1: yeah, Manfred. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him and he's not a big guy. But I think baseball I think would be the most easily swayed with billions, mm-hmm. I actually think the NFL would be last.
0: Because you think that... The- no, no, no.
1: I think NFL would be third. I think the NBA, I think Adam Silver would stand uh, stand his ground and would not allow this to happen. And I think the NHL is vulnerable. Like, if they want, if they come in and they're like, I don't know what the... Whatever the senator's price is right now, I think it's a little bit north of a billion, something like that, mm-hmm. as they go round and round. If the Saudis come in, they're like, uh, $2 billion for Ottawa. I mean, the N. I think the NFL
0: will allow him in. It's it's so difficult to say just for the fact that all you can find a reason for all four leagues in terms of vulnerability and 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 money and what what that what the Saudis would bring with money, I right? what they would offer in just just in terms of money.
1: I I think the the A's being sold by John Fisher to the Saudis for like. You know, a record amount, billion and a half, and then they're like, you know what, our payroll is going to be seven hundred million dollars. Let's go. So, what was he doing? Because I saw him in the crowd, but in the pregame, which I did, not I really didn't get to watch the pregame because, uh, you know, we we're doing the show yesterday. What was mm-hmm. going on in the pregame?
0: He actually cranked the siren. Wayne Newton cranked the the uh, the puck drop for the game. Devonte cranked the siren. I think between the second and third. Okay. Um. But it was uh, the crowd kind of went. They went nuts for for him. They go nuts for the any of the raiders that crank the siren. They definitely go nuts when the uh, the aces are up there. Kelsey Plum did it a few weeks ago, and uh, Darren Plum was with her. And then, uh, so yeah, they.
1: By the way, you're you're such a pots. <laughs> I, was, I was. going Adam to said. Correct.
0: Adam said, if you bring him up on the show, he he told me this uh, when we we did the show a couple weeks ago that. That, that's what we refer to well, him When it's Hill and the Homies, you can go with Darren Plum. Actually, that day it was Willie and the Wanderers. I was the lead, I really? think. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, Devontae, the, the whole, you know, the Raiders were up there for game one the other day uh, up at the Hyde Lounge. Jimmy G was up in there. A lot of the guys. I went over and told Adam. So I thought maybe he'd want to race over there. And, hey, Jimmy G's over here. Did like, you get Aw. a
1: picture of Jimmy G on the scooter? No, he still, but, does he still have? The but then, scooter? but
0: then, Adam gave me crap later, and because he was like, uh, "You left the, you buried the lead." I was like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, it wasn't just Jimmy G; it was all the Raiders. If I had known who was over there, I could have texted a couple of the guys that he stays in contact with. I was like, "Well, I didn't know. I, I somebody told me that Jimmy G was in the house, so I was relaying it to you as a favor, so you, you can maybe run over there." But anyway, um, we were a little worried about uh, Mister Las Vegas. With the crank that he did, uh well not that he was doing crank, but the siren crank that he did. Uh Wayne uh was worried he might fall over the fortress. Poor guy. I don't know if Mark Chinook had to hold him up or Katie Marie, but it was rough. I texted uh one of our local colleagues who's who's uh happens to be on in the morning, and he I was like, Jesus, is is Wayne gonna fall over? He said, We were just discussing it down there. He didn't look too good. How old your mom? My mom are you will, allowed to
1: say it on the air she get mad
0: my mom will be 80 in September
1: okay so you uh your mom's around the same age as my parents okay like do you, do you think your mom could get up there and and I mean you are you are from strong stock so I assume she was a beast back in the day just a physical phenom could she mm-hmm. do it
0: I I, I I don't see that no but I, she I, mean, I don't think say, my
1: I don't I don't know that she I don't want to say anything there. bad about my parents I don't know that they, that thing First of all, it appears to be hard to get started. Yeah. And I mean, Wayne Newton's older than our parents. He is, when's his birthday? It was in April, so he's 81.
0: She would get up there and do it, but she would need help get. It. And once it got started, and then she would complain the rest of the night that she got a work out. right? She got to work out yeah. in. I got a workout in. I got. A... Are you kidding me? I didn't. I send you the screenshot. She was doing shots last night. I,
1: heard, I, I read that. Yeah. Every
0: goal with shots, and she's tweet. She's texting me, and I'm going. I'm like, Mom, I'm trying to cover the game. I'm actually at AP. You're on deadline, and I'm writing breakout stories. Yesterday, when Bobrovsky got yanked, I had to put a story out quick sure. on the wire. And she's texting me pictures of her and the ladies with the towels that i brought her and she's excited i'm like we're doing shots and they can't keep up with us she, she, she's saying get up chuck out of the game she's calling kachuk up chuck i was like mom relax it's coalfield and company's eye on sports betting with sammy p Sammy P. all right
1: let's bring in sam panty out nesson and fox sports sam how you doing buddy do we have Sammy with us? Are you there? Sammy? Yes.
2: There you are. Hey, Sam, do you uh, how much golf do you bet? I don't really do it that much. If I get a nice tip from somebody, I'll do it, but I certainly don't handicap it.
1: Do you have an opinion? Because I know you're more than just a sports guy. Do you have an opinion on uh, the Saudis buying the PGA today?
2: You know, I still don't really know what to make of it. Um, that was one of the first questions we got this morning on our call. Like, well, what does this mean for betting? And I said, yeah. Eh nothing really i don't think so um the live guys have been playing in the majors as it is so now you get more live guys in regular pga events i guess but i i don't know man it doesn't move my meter Uh, i think if anything it'll make the prices on those mid-level guys that much bigger you know everybody gets sort of pushed back down to where they should be and it should make for good golf um I can tell you that I'll probably – I'll have a pop on Scotty Scheffler. I know he's the favorite next week, but he's just been absurd in the last, like, three months or so. I mean, the the number, I think, on his top 10 or top 12 finishes, he's basically finished in that range in his last, like, 15 events. Here it is, 15 straight top 12s. That's a guy who's just locked in right now. Is he going to win it? I don't know, but, I mean, who's better than Scheffler right now? in terms of recent form. He's Mr. Consistency.
1: Sam Peniotovic, up on Cofield and company, Willer Ramirez, Steve Cofield. All right, how do you read game two, and what do you do the rest of the series with the Miami Heat? Are they really live dogs here? Now they're just plus 215 to win the series, or is it, hey, you know what, good game, nice fourth quarter. Nuggets are now down to a nice cheap price, so minus
2: 260, I'm in. Yeah, that 260 is pretty great. I mean, when you think about the price of the series, where it was – on the open at minus 400 got bet up to 450 one book had 470 and then they win game one and go to minus a dime so relatively speaking this is the cheapest point of the entire series on denver like you said minus 260 minus 270 and to me the forecast is simple if they can win one of these two games that 260 270 is probably not a bad bet not only considering how cheap it is given the prices before game one and before game two. But if they go back to Denver, Steve, and face the heat in game five, tied two to two with home court back intact, what's the number then? Hmm. It's closer to the opener. It's probably you know nine to two, maybe even minus $5 with the Nuggets having five and seven at home. So my advice would be this simple. If you think Denver's going to go back – tied 2-2 two to two and, and do its job in South Beach, which Miami just did in the Rockies, then, yeah, I don't I don't hate a bet on minus 260. I still think the Nuggets are winning the series. Line tomorrow, Miami plus 2.5. Hmm,
1: interesting. I saw you tweet something at uh, Ralph Michaels. Was that sarcasm? About uh, a finals tweet last year? Why
2: is everything sarcasm?
1: I don't know. I, I didn't understand what the tweet was about. The number seemed crazy, so what was it about?
2: So, basically, in the last 69 finals games that have a spread of six or less, the winner of the game has covered the spread. Now you're thinking, well, well, no duh, genius. Well, no, what I'm trying to tell you is is if – Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, But it has to be games line six or less. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. And this happened in all six games last year with the Warriors and the Celtics. So, if the Warriors were a five-point favorite – they either covered the five or the Celtics won the game outright. Like, that's basically the arithmetic of the trend uncovered by Ralph Michaels. And I, I saw that and I thought, there's no way. What? That can't be right. Yeah. But it, it really is. Holy so, crap. when you look at this third game, you know, average line two and a half, three on Denver. So, you're talking about Nuggets minus 140. And a lot of people are going to go, well, I'm going to lay 140. The, the proof is lit- literally in the pudding over the last 69 finals games. Lined six or less, the money line is irrelevant on the favorite. Just lay the points, and conversely, if you like the dog, don't take two and a half, three. Instead of laying one ten, you take the dog plus one twenty.
1: All right, done. Nuggets minus two and a half. Oh boy,
0: Sammy P. Okay. One what? of the one of the one of the one of the things that I was following through the NBA playoffs, games one and two every series. You play game one over. And you play game two under. Game one, they're going at one another. They're feeling each other out. Game two, they're making their adjustments and they're tweaking. It was hitting like around a 62 to 66% percentage. So I'll go into the NBA Finals. Game one, under. Game two, flies over. Game three is at 214. What do you make?
2: I love your system, Willie. That seems like years of research in that. Yeah. Um, so that had been hitting throughout the course of the playoffs this you're season saying? yeah. pretty yeah, much every yeah, series?
0: Yes, through, through up through the conference finals. Okay. I be, I believe it was the second the game twos were were at hitting like I want to say 66.7% and then but game and game ones were the percentage was a little bit lower but they both were profit making numbers. I, used to have, I had it on a daily chart. I had a little daily uh, notepad, you know, on, on, and I had the records up. And I was doing it for some writing purposes. And when it went 0-2 in the NBA Finals, I just deleted the whole thing. I didn't think, oh, I'll bring it up with Sammy P. I was doing it for <laughs> some other reason. So I had, the, I did have the records, but I deleted the, the page. So I don't have the records in front of me. But they, it was a winning proposition going into the NBA Finals, and then it went to crap.
2: Ah, I'm sorry about that. So mm-hmm. As for the total in three, I, I won't play it. We, we did see some sharps come in right away. They took under 216 in the hook and 216, and that thing is sort of cratered down a little bit lower, mostly 214.5. South Point has a 215, so always get the best number if you're going to go under or over, for that matter. Um, but but there's one bet that I've already made for game number three, and it's the only bet I've done so far. Bam out of bio under. I went under 19.5 at minus 115. Um, You shop around, there's 18 and a half and 19 and a half. It's hysterical how these narratives change because in the last series against Boston, Bam was basically a ghost on the stretch in that series. You know, he comes out early and scores like 20 in game one, 22 in game number two, and then from that point forward, he was very inaccurate from the floor, and then he stopped looking for his shot. So in the last series, he goes 20, 22, then 13, 10, 16, 11, and 12. So that stretch on the back end brought his prop down, and nobody wanted to bet Bams over in game one. It was 16 and a half. Well, what, what happens? He comes out, takes 25 shots, scores 26 points. So the books make his number for game two 18 and a half. And everybody was sort of split, like, well, can he do it again? And he comes out, takes 14 shots, gets 21. But the thing about game three is that the number is – very high right now compared to what it was and where it is from 16 and a half to nineteen and a half and now you have the game in Miami where historically Duncan Robinson Max Strus, Kyle Lowry Gabe Vincent Kevin Love all play better at home the heat have played better all postseason as a team as a a group of role guys they've all been better at home because they start hitting their threes and then the ball moves like crazy I think by design, Eric Spolscher doesn't want BAM to be a one-trick pony in this game. This is a game where Miami shares the sugar, gets everybody involved, which means more touches for the roll guys and less touches for BAM, not to mention it's the highest number of the series. I went under 19.5 points on BAM. Mm.
1: Sam Paniotovic on ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas, Steve Cofield, Willie Ramirez, Golden Knights win 7-2. to There's got to be some value now betting the Panthers, right? They're going to bounce
2: back. They're going to get a game, aren't they? I don't know about that. I think the best value right now on the board is the under in game number three because mm. of the perception that, you know, these are two high-flying teams and every game is going to go over. You know, the first game is five to two, second game is, what, seven to two. So that's seven goals and nine goals. And I was uh, watching Twitter last night. My favorite thing to do after a basketball or a hockey game mm-hmm. is to watch the odds makers on Twitter make the lines for the following game and, I'm reading, oh, how, how can you open lower than seven or seven and a half? And I'm like, oh, this game's going under. Because yeah. now everybody just watched game two specifically and saw the Knights rag tag them up and down the ice. I, I think the fact that most books in town are hanging a six off of those two overs, and they were both pretty easy overs, that six is telling, man. It really is. And, and you think about the way Florida wants to play um, – 4-check, physical style, get in the corners. And the only thing I have working in Florida's favor is the last change. Because when, you, when you're at home, you get that last lineup change. So you can basically put your best guys against their best guys and try and negate that Marcia's line and maybe negate some of that offensive opportunity. So I look at a total that opened six and is still painted six everywhere, yet we know that most people are going to look what happened in the first two games and that the over. So I, I think this is if Florida has its way, this cannot be a track meet. They want no part of a track meet. They haven't played in a lot of track meets all season, let alone all postseason. So if the Panthers have their way, this is a two to one, three to two tops final score. So I think the value is on under six goals. I like it. I like it. I like the
0: philosophy, too. I, the only thing that I would do outside of that would be maybe to play the first period over, and then things tighten up. Um, I will say this. Stay away from the puck line. And, if, and I don't think that we're going to see this until Vegas gets back here. NHL favorites higher than 150 in the playoffs, 14-34 and 34 on the puck line.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
0: yeah. So people thinking, oh, I'm going to get that plus price once they hit 150, 14 and 34 on the puck line. Um, and I think, I, I think you were on recently. And I promised you some WNBA stuff. It might have been you, maybe it wasn't. And if it wasn't too bad, you're going to get this anyway. But just so you have Ooh. it, just so you have it going into today, WNBA underdogs are currently on a nine, four and one run. Wow, nine, four and one run.
1: Good so, deal. Are so, the sun going to show up right now? Because they're down seventeen
0: to the Aces. They they might make oh oh they might make a little push. I don't know if they're going to come back from this because I, I think this is the third straight week where no one from the Aces was named as a Player of the Week. Asia may have got it the first week. I can't remember, but uh, they are playing someone who Alyssa Thomas for the Connecticut was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. So. They may be a little angry, and they almost they they also might be a little angry that the fact that last year's worst team in the league, the Indiana Fever, pushed them to the brink the last time out.
1: All right, so it's so a little motivation. Yeah. Uh, last forty five seconds, Sam Sam Paniaovich from Nesson, Fox Sports is with us. Are you going back to the well on the White Sox to win the division?
2: Yeah, at fourteen one, why not? I mean, think about the bullpen; it's finally at full strength. They went the majority of the first part of the season without Liam Hendricks, Garrett Crochet, and Joe Kelly. Yeah. I mean, those are arguably their three best relievers, and they're all back right now. It makes Kendall Graveman's role easier. It makes Rolando Rondo Lopez's role easier. Um, you know They still have to hit the baseball, but the weakest link of this White Sox team has been the bullpen. Second worst ERA in baseball, but three of their best guys have been out. So with everybody back, that's the best bullpen in the division, and they should be winning a lot more of these close games that they've given away early this season.
1: And the Twins are not great. They're sitting at – 31 There's and nobody in
2: that division. Yeah. That, that, that division blows. <laughs> nobody should be 14-1 to 1 in that division. I feel like the
1: White Sox played like their entire complement of games against the Royals, though. I see three more in September. Maybe I missed a couple, but that would be nice to have a boatload against the Royals.
2: White Sox have the easiest schedule in the American League through the rest of the way. So – the, rest of the way. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And it's early.
1: It's early. I don't want to jinx you. It's not like I have the other side on this one. Hmm. Uh, White Sox in the middle of the fourth are up 1-0. On the Yankees with Gialito on the mound. Sam, you are awesome. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. You got it. See you, boys. There he is. Sam Paniadovich. Nesson, Fox Sports. All right, we go into our final hour. A lot more on what happened or didn't happen yesterday with the A's proposal and our state government and no vote. No vote. So what's the next step now? We'll cover it in the 5 o'clock hour if you want to stick with the show. LVSportsNetwork.com It's all brought to you, this 4P hour by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Call from anywhere in the state of Nevada 766-1400.